Hello, and welcome to the Hobo CEO podcast, where we're talking all things business and entrepreneurship, including the highs and lows, with a sprinkle of neurodiversity for good measure. I'm your host, Shay Wassell, neurodivergent serial entrepreneur, personal and business coach, author, researcher, and most importantly, a mother to one beautiful little human being. This podcast is all about sharing the entrepreneurial journey, as well as tips, tricks, and advice from my guests to help you become the business owner and entrepreneur you've always imagined you could be, and you definitely can be that person. But before we get started, I'd like to acknowledge the beautiful lands on which I live and work, the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and I pay my respects to elders past, present, and to all First Nations people that are listening today. So let's get started. I know I use this word excited a lot, but I really, really am excited today to have this guest on our show, Karen McDermott. I hope I've said your last name right because I say everyone's last name wrong at the moment. Is a amazing woman who has six children, international businesses, and uh, is a publisher and is my publisher actually for my first book and my second book. And I really am thrilled today to be able to talk to Karen on the show about her amazing life and um, how she's living with such purpose at the moment. So welcome to the show, Karen. Thank you so much, Shea. It's an honour to be on to chat to you today on the show. Thank you for asking. I shouldn't say um, living with purpose at the moment because that's not true. You live with purpose all the time and um, gratitude is one of your things, not the right word, but one of your strong... One of my master gifts, I call them. One of my life principles that I live by. Gratitude so big. So Karen and I met through the Women in Business School and she encouraged me to write my first book and we launched it. 18 months ago now, feels like a lifetime ago. How did you get involved with the Women in Business School program? So I went to the Osmopreneur um, Conference in 2015 and that really opened up my mind. I was like, I'm just playing too small here. (laughs) So the next year I went and and then um, hired a castle in Ireland and that kind of got things um, a bit more noticed um, online and stuff. So we built our brand around that. And then the Women's the women's Business School wasn't even a thing in 2015, but then um, 2016 was around the first year of it. So I hooked into that. And so much happened um, that year um, because I got um, purpose-driven I'm kind of fearless anyway. And then so I just was, you know, just really just actioning things that I, I didn't have. I suppose the didn't have the, the, the you know, the way you lean in, inwards for the answers and outwards for the support to make it happen. I hadn't the support to make it happen, you know, infrastructure there. So I was doing a lot of stuff internally and doing a lot of stuff in my realm, but I needed more support and more of a mastermind around me to make it happen. So 2016. So you started off um, locally publishing. I've known you from as in an Australian publisher, and now you've gone global. And uh, this series is all about supporting people, primarily women in business and women who are neurodiverse in business as well. And a lot of us think we just want to start small 
and then you know we might spread out from our state to maybe national if we're lucky and then most people don't think that big about going global so how have you been able to I mean it's only been in the last few years like you've grown Mm. mostly um how where did you put the supports in place and start to really find your purpose to be such go so big yeah, it wasn't even a strategy. She was just open to the journey and um, allowed the growth to happen organically. And I think it was just through connecting and actually really enjoying connecting with people. And it my connection started to get wider. And, and um, because I'm from Ireland and I live in Australia and have done for 14 years, and it was here that I started writing and then became a publisher, um, and, you know, so I obviously had connections still to Ireland. So I, I never even done local, like I, where I am here in my office at Rockingham Beach. Most people don't know me because um, I like to keep it that way because um, my kids go to school here and all of that kind of stuff. So most people here wouldn't know. I keep out of local newspapers, but on a global scale, you know, like I've gone to airports and people have recognized me and stuff like that. So it's 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 nice and it's wonderful to be having an impact but i think it's more of an organic and um, than a strategic for me definitely it was i was just open to the the growth i was curious i was excited joy is a very big high priority for me and helping stories get out into the world and that brings you on a journey in itself so you have to be definitely fearless and purpose purpose driven for that how do you stick to your purpose when you're facing the day-to-day challenges of running a business and, you know, we're, it's nice to be purpose-driven, but how do we ensure that we're able to manage bringing in the money and not getting overwhelmed by all the different activities we have to do as a usually a solopreneur to start with? Mm-hmm. And, um like for me, sometimes it's just so overwhelming trying to do all the little bits and pieces. And then I start to lose the feeling of my purpose. And then I start to think I'm never going to do this. It's not going to be good enough. I just need it's to be hard on yourself and be in a day job like everyone else. Yes. Well, listen, that's part of the entrepreneurial journey, isn't it? Um, but, you know, in a day job, you would feel trapped because you're you're not um, on purpose. So uh, there's an easy solution to that and it is prioritize self-care because keep you have to keep your cup full and I learned that going through my own adversity when I went through PTSD for a full 14 months and I came out of it and I just realized that I needed to keep my cup full so that I never fell below the line again and so when you keep your cup full so when things get to what you've just been talking about when it's hard to pull the cash flow in when it's you know everything's a bit that's when it's you know people think you need to be ticking the boxes no you need to close over that diary and go and fill your cup because it's when your cup's full and when you're at a higher vibe that the money flows in, that the connections flow in, that all of those things flow in. So it's going to serve you, your business and others if you take care of yourself. So you have to prioritize that. You know, as a mother of six as well, I have to keep that full. And there's days where I, you know, I, I wake up as Mrs. Poppins and go to bed as Mrs. Hannigan, I call it, because you just, you know, you, you set out with the right intentions, but you can get tired and caught up in life in the day and, you know, life happens so that's why you need to keep your cup full so that you can give the best of yourself to others what are some of the things that keep your cup full 
that help you manage oh, business? Uh, the, now, these are things for me, <laughs> maybe nightmare things for others, but I love writing. So I'll get up and write. Um, my best days are when I get up writing. Um, I love it. It just sets my day in good speed. And, and I write, you know, motivational stuff and fiction and novels and all those types of things. So I love that. That just, somebody want to get up and exercise, don't understand that. <laughs> I did have years where I did that, but not me. Um, or just, you know, some people like to lie in bed. <laughs> but I, I'm a 5 a.m. riser, so I've done that um, intently for so long. There's some days where I'll just lie in, but mostly I'm up and getting ahead of the day and it just makes me feel alive. Um, I, on like my, my office is beside the beach for a reason so that I can just go for a walk. walk water just um, energizes me. Um, I'm really blessed that I manifested a beach house. It's just a walk across the road. You know, it's just, it's one of those dreams of mine. So live your version of your dream that you are at now, you know, shifting your perspective, you know, just sit in the gratitude of where you are now. Just look at all of the positives around you and any negatives, you know, start if, if they are weighing you down, start taking action towards, um, you know, shifting that. Yeah, the, for me, it's just about perspective, the beach and writing. Love it. And my kids, of course. <laughs> Glad that you put them in at the end. I went to Yeah, a- well they also add add to me but also take away, you know, I have to make sure that I keep my vibe um high for them as well. Yeah. That's an honest reflection because it is they can add and then they can take away. Oh, they're here <laughs> to challenge us, Shay, you know. They're you know, that's what that's their job. They're here to challenge us as much as we are here to guide them, you know. So they're here to push boundaries, they're here to, you know, but you wouldn't change it for the world, you know, that's the thing. Are there um certain strategies you put in place to manage all of that? So the children, the business, keeping your cup full. Like what are some of the key things that you do that might help our listeners or make them think about things they may not have thought about before? Yeah, it's about prioritizing um, and just having the focus on the main priority at the time. Um, Because you can get overwhelmed if you're thinking all the things, you know, if you're thinking all the things, you're going to get overwhelmed. So whatever it is that I'm focused on at any one time, that's what's getting all my energy. And not only will you do it efficiently, um, in you be in that energy for that. It, you give the best of yourself to that, and um, and it, you know it's efficient. You give it, you get the best results, and use loving intention, loving energy into everything. I that's what I use. Love is a super fuel to successfully, you know, maneuver anything. So yeah, prioritizing. We have a priority list on that board. <laughs> so that's what we work through. And every one thing on that will get the focus it deserves. I feel a bit silly because I was so excited to dive into our conversation. I didn't even get you to uh, talk about your actual business. <laughs> I mean, you haven't all day, don't you? <laughs> you're a publisher because we're talking about books at the start. But um, do you want to give our our listeners a bit of a background to uh, your publishing and uh, where it's at at the moment and that you work with with some amazing authors as well. 
Yeah, I'm really lucky. I um, I started off as an author um, 12 years ago. I wrote my first novel in 30 days. It ended up going on a journey, got published by um, a publishing company, and it was not a good experience. But I shifted my perspective around that. And um, my quote was at that time was, from every negative situation is the potential for a positive outcome. So I shifted my perspective on it and realized that I, it was it was like I was on training. I was going through all the things that could go wrong in something and um, and how as an author, I would like it to happen. So I ended up applying to be a publisher with a print and distribution channel. And I made a sacred promise to myself that if I got accepted as a publisher, I would show up for stories and have stories get told in a positive way and join authors on a journey, whether that be for the full journey or whatever, you know, just be that in, in their in their life, because journeys are all different for everybody. And so um, I've been doing that now for 10 years and I've got three publishing presses now. We're about to launch a book selling platform, which is our main focus for this year. And I work with, yeah, amazing authors. We've got Sarah, the Duchess of York. She's, we've got a 22 book deal with her with Serenity Press. And Kate Forsyth, she's a doctor of fairy tales. I absolutely adore her work. And the wonderful Lorena Kyneton, and we were one of the first publishers to take on her work and, and team her up with Kate. So it was just it's just special working with with everyone. We've got some amazing authors at KMD Books. So many thought leaders and futurists in there. It's business owners. It's amazing. I actually um, mentor a lot of publishers at the minute because I, you know, we've got a team and and there's me and and I work with amazing authors. But I can't just do it all. There's so many stories to be shared. So I, there's lots of business leaders that come to me and I train them to serve there and. Um, their authors or their their you know people in their arena. So it's um, I'm pretty lucky to do what I do. Well it's amazing the work that you do and the women that you support because I know when I met you and I said I wanted to write a book, you know, you had faith in that straight away. And I think we had so much fun, didn't we, Share? The one our calls I loved it. It was and it was an amazing process to work with you and to develop the book like that and to give me the confidence to write my second book that I'm working on now and the mentorship and the guidance was fantastic and I think you know as women in business or people in business we're always encouraged to write books and you think oh my god how am I going to write a book on top of trying to do everything else I can barely write a blog at the moment let alone you know the thought of writing a book are there any um any suggestions you could give to our listeners who would like to dip their toe in the water or you know they've drafted something or they're not sure how to get started but they really want to write something and they're there's a few things here that over my you know experience as a publisher and as an author and a business owner that I see are beneficial first of all um anthologies be part of an anthology that's a really good way to have a chapter in a book and get build your audience connect with with other people like it's anthologies are communities um for for um you know like-minded people and everyone becomes very connected and you know it's it's just an amazing experience then um you get your confidence there as well and you learn a lot about the process so if you want to dive straight into your own book i always say know the theme of your book get that down then 
have work on your contents page, put the energy into your contents page. It's going to change, you know, there, it'll change throughout the process, but it just means you have the framework, the, you know, the skeleton of your book there, and then start writing to that. Um, keep your information concise to the point. And I always say that there's three main components of a chapter, which is to share your knowledge, share a personal scenario and share a takeaway so that the readers don't live through you. They take it on board and apply it to themselves. And just keep it nice and simple. Don't overthink and um, deal with any inhibitions that you have at the beginning. Honor them, release them and just get on with the job. Um, your first draft is your first draft. It goes through an editing process. Let the editors do their job. You are the one with the golden nuggets. Nobody else can write your book, only you. And I always say that just, just write it. People always ask, how many words should it be? And all, write what your readers need to read, you know, have a conversation with them. I think uh, they're fantastic tips and they really helped me when I was writing my book. And I think, you know, there'd be a lot of people listening to this that are neurodiverse, particularly, I mean, our my focus has always been adults with dyslexia and they might be thinking, oh my gosh, I can't write a book, I'm dyslexic. And that's exactly what I thought when I first started because writing is not my skill set. But I think with your guidance and mentorship, you know, I was able to do it. And we did hit Amazon number one bestseller. We did, absolutely, <laughs> straight away. And one of the things, remember I shared with you, like I was like, if you told my English teacher in school that I had written a book, you know, I remember one of my friends from, from secondary school said, we should tell Mr. Jones you wrote a book. He would just die. <laughs> and he would have, you know, little, little, you know, I've written 40, published 40 books now, but um, it was funny because English was not something I was ever comfortable with. And I, I even shared with you the word publisher. I spell wrong all the time. You know, the INS is always the wrong way around. You know, I, I know I have, you know, dyslexia myself, but it doesn't stop me from doing it. You know, I still have the information to share. I still have, um, you know, important messages to get out there. And that's what editors are for. That's why they go to, they can't tell the stories you can tell or the knowledge that you can share. Only you can do that. And then, you know, so don't take their job away from them. <laughs> Let well, them do that. You do they definitely the had a job stuff. when they were reading my book. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why sometimes, you know, my I would not have published any books if it wasn't for, for editors because, you know, it would just be too embarrassing. <laughs> but, you know, my books connect with the heart of readers because the, the, the structure's there, you know, the, the content's there. So, And 40 books is amazing. I mean, I was just aiming for one to two, so <laughs> I'll probably stick to just two. Well, they're all they're all different genres. Like there's children's books, and there's you know, and and some of mine are like thirty thousand words, not you know. What do you think about um, artificial intelligence starting to write? I've just been looking at uh, chat. Is it GPT? I've probably got the letters back to front. And no, it is. It's Chat GPT. I was asked about that the other day, and I haven't mm-hmm. even checked how bad am I. Um, but I will, I will check it out because, you know, innovation's amazing and wonderful, but where's the heart? You know, that's the thing. So I I don't think I'll use it to write my content. It's because I, I, I have to be in it. You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting. But I think for factual stuff, it's probably fine, you know, for gathering and saving time, being efficient. Yeah. But I wouldn't just allow that you know you'd you'd edit it and make sure it's it's, it has you in it you know rather than a robot 
Yes, rather than a robot. I think it's very helpful for um, for me for paraphrasing and checking yeah. my writings actually sentence structures correct because <laughs> that's yes. always yeah. my challenge. But it'll be interesting to see the way it influences and if it does influence our writing in the yes. future. Oh, I do. But that's the thing. Things are always progressional. And like, you know, 10 years if someone had said that, you would be going, no way, you know. But um, and probably some fear might have come in with journalists and stuff like that. But I do see that the value in progressional thinking and, you know, it's going to have some blips at the beginning, you know, but I don't see it taking over. And if we if we have the attitude of it helping out, um, I think that's the way to move forward with it. I got sidetracked with speaking about AI as you were talking about 40 books. <laughs> and I, was, <laughs> um, I was, as we were just thinking, uh, talking about that, I was thinking about um, are there any other words of wisdom that you would give to either around um, managing business and going global? I guess there's two, two parts of my question. One is that and then one... Um, if there's anything else for writing books. Mm. So going global. Yeah, absolutely. They're good, they're good um things to touch on because going global, like if you're if if you're purpose driven and you've got passion behind it, just being connected with people, it'll widen you global anyway. And um, like for us logistically printing and shipping books and all of that type of thing. There is logistical things to to maneuver and, and work with. And, you know, we grew a lot in the pandemic, you know, it was crazy. But where there's a will, there's always a way. So you just find the way. I don't stress that, you know, you can manage the finances to make it happen, get investors and things like that. There's always ways to work around um, around that growth and bring other people who, because if you're the, the starter, if you're the person that can start things and get them, them moving, um, not everybody does that, but some people like to be involved in that. So, you know, bring bring in the right people, you know what I mean, um, at, at, at different stages. I always remember Tony Nash at Victoria saying to me, don't bring in an investor too soon. You know, wait till you get, you know, you know a bit of a, which was which was really good advice, and I did hold off on that. But you know, if if you're destined for global and or that's on your bucket list, then there's nothing that should hold you back. But I always say there's nothing better than the right time. So when time and circumstance align, that's when the magic happens, and it happens naturally. Like I can't say that I strategically went global. It is just that I maneuvered my journey, and the journey just for the next step. And my purpose was to have authors get books get out there further. So with that intention, it's brought me me further and wider, and I will be going further into that because that's my full intention for this year. So um, just go on the journey and be open to it. It's really important. And for the second part of of your question, which is about um, book publishing, um, you know, you can hire someone like me and it might cost you whatever, and I'll join you on the journey. But you can also go on your own journey and just see where, where it brings you. But I always say to just be strategic whenever you're investing in that. You can find a way. Publishing a book doesn't have to cost you the earth. Um, but when you're working with someone, work make sure that you work with someone that your values align with and that you trust. Okay. That's why I went into what I do is because that that wasn't my experience the first time. So I really, you know, 
wanted to it's more than just having a book in your hand you need to be able to um have connections of someone said you know all of those things it just wasn't my experience first of all so um yeah just go on the journey don't sweat it don't overthink it get the book written and don't um cut on on editing editing is important you want an industry standard book out there yes you do and editing is very important especially if you are dyslexic Yes, for everyone, <laughs> but, it but for mean, anyone, yeah. even the best-selling authors, like we we found typos in a Harry Potter book one time. So it was like, ah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like but do let go of the perfectionist in you. You know, you have to let it go sometime. And there's a lot of people that have inhibitions around that. But you know, your book will get out there, it will reach people. People will always come back. Oh, I find this here. Or there's different style guides. And if someone, will, you know, it's it's all different things. But getting your book out there, getting the message out there and talking about the, the why behind your book, because there's a story behind every book as well. And um, that's always very powerful and brand elevating. So, you know. Uh, it's interesting that you talk about brand because that was the last thing actually I was going to ask you is, um, you know, your brand has just gone, it's phenomenal at the moment. And I love seeing <laughs> you on LinkedIn and socials and you've even been um, doing TED, TEDx talks and yes. um, you know how, and this is, I mean, it's a whole different podcast, but just uh, touching on for our listeners around building brand and what do you think some of the best ways for helping to promote your business and your book would be around brand? Did you think it socials or trying to get I mean I we talk about me getting onto TEDx a lot yes (laughs) I will yes you will absolutely well I am I'm going to tell you a little story around how I ended up on TEDx so TEDx was on my bucket list for 2020 and I always have a big fat goal that I have for every year and I put it out there and then go on the journey to you know it it you know it's just there so it was on my bucket list for 2020 and it's not that I I know understand that that you know the applying and they're getting applications in and getting interviews and all, that, but it just didn't didn't work for me. I done it once or twice and it just wasn't working for me. So um, I happened to be on a phone call with somebody who happened to be a TEDx curator. It wasn't for that, but the next day they rang me and said I I couldn't wait to wake to to wake up to call you and ask you to be on my stage and I was like oh, that's how I do it <laughs> that's how I get a TEDx so I was like um, hell yes because I'm either a hell yes or a hell no person now <laughs> and um but then um COVID hit and the chances of me being in Ireland in January I was supposed to be in Ireland in January to do one of my castle retreats and um so I had to postpone the retreat and I wasn't going to be on the stage and I had to be on the stage. But that was actually January 2021. And my goal had been to have a TEDx talk in um, January or in, in 2020. So this was um, August, September. It was September 2020. And I was like, I was going, I was I had two, I had two choices. I either went into self-pity and go, I had a TEDx talk and I couldn't do <laughs> Um, or I just went, I just had this thing, what would my ideal scenario be here? Right. And now this blows my mind too, because like, so I, I went, I happened, it happened to be a day where I was just, I just was enjoying the day and I had so much love for where I was in life at that time. So it was just my patio and I thought, what's the ideal scenario? Well, 
I just won Women Changing the World Award with um with the Women's Business School or with the Osmopreneur. So I, I wanted to do a TEDx Women event. I um I wanted to do it in 2020 and I wanted to do it in a stage in Perth. So I didn't have to leave my family and get stuck somewhere in the world or not get back into WA, you know. So um, those are my three things. And I was like, oh, wouldn't that be amazing? The next day I got a phone call. Now, this wasn't even a possibility that when I thought about it. The next day I got a phone call to say, hey, Karen, TEDx want me to do a women event. It's an online event. You'll have to do it on a, a, pay, or a stage in Perth. Um, but, you know, will you, will you? And I was like, oh, my God. I don't even know how that happened. Like I, It was like a visualization and it came into fruition the next day. It just blew my mind. And I was like, hell yeah. So that was my first talk. I did it on a, a stage in Perth with nobody in the audience. It was just a few, you know, my family or whatever. My kids were there and the the, the videographer. <laughs> And um, and that that and then there was a second one. I done a second one at a, in a studio on a studio TEDx, and then my third one was on a stage in Ireland on my sister's stage um, in June last year. And I just loved that one. That was my. It was called the Forgotten Art of Enjoying Life, and I loved that TEDx talk. I just loved doing it. My energy on the stage and everything was just. Um, I was just in. You know, it was just totally in alignment. But so that was how I rolled and went with it. It just happened to be that the opportunities came, but I always energetically felt connected to them and always had my mind open to the possibilities of them. I never went into the negatives. I always kept positive and hopeful and faith-based, you know, around it. So, yeah, and three. So when I set an intention and a goal for a year, it always happens in threes. So there are three TEDx talks in a year. I need to start writing my intentions down. I mean, we always talk about, yeah. and some people say, oh, it's so fluffy, values and purpose, but actually it's it's what drives you, drives you to get out of bed and to do what you're doing. Yes. Can I share with you the difference in intentions and goals? Because hmm. I set intentions, not goals. And the reason why is because goals are a, a goal that you work towards and you work on the steps and you've got the steps mapped out and you work towards each step. That would just drive me insane. I like to go on journeys. So I um, set an intention and go on the journey because it's so much more of a wider experience. There's things that you could never foresee when you set out on the journey that happen and come your way and the opportunities and stuff. So I always have my knowing um, where, you know, an opportunity will come that's aligned with that intention. And I have a three-step strategy, which is you th- you, you feel it, obviously, because it catches your attention. You go, ooh. This and then you ask yourself, is this aligned with my where I'm going? And if it's a yes, then you action straight away. You don't wait. It may have some money to do with it, or it may have just action it straight away and then make it happen because there cannot be no any no fear in that process. So I'm very connected with my knowing and I'm like, hell yes, hell no. But if you say yes to something that your heart to know to, you're doing a disservice to yourself and to the other person. So you have to say no to the things that are no in your heart because otherwise you're just deviating off where you're going. You've got to stay on, on your, your journey. That's a fantastic way to wrap up such a positive conversation. And as you were talking, I remember thinking about how we first met and we had our first Zoom call and I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to find the money to do this, but I just know I have to work with you. And yeah. I did find the money 
and I did get to sit with you and it was just Mm -hmm. such an amazing experience and you're such a positive, joyful person to be around. I just love being able to talk to you and um, spending time with you. So thank you so much for today because I think everything you've said will be so valuable to our listeners, whether they're in business, whether they want to write a book, whether a parent trying to manage business and family life. Juggle is real. Just enjoy juggling. (laughs) Juggle is real. I like that much better than the struggle is real. (laughs) I think that's my new phrase. The juggle is real. And I think (laughs) some of our business um, entrepreneurs listening today who are neurodiverse and they juggle a lot because that's how our brains work. Uh, that might be a really good catchphrase for them rather than the struggle is real. The juggle, the juggle is real, if I can get it out properly. Just, just you have enjoy juggling and how to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, actually, I love it. I, I can't cope if I don't have multiple projects on the it's go. It's nice to be busy. You know, if, if, you're doing, if you're busy doing good things, everybody else says to me, I know you're so busy. And I'm like, I love what I do. It doesn't feel, you know. And and the other thing is, give yourself a break. Like there's people say, I don't know how you do it. A lot of the time, I don't do it, you know. And and but I'm fine with that, you know, because what I do do is important and good. And sometimes things, it's not time for some things, and you got to not sweat that. Just roll with it, you know. Well, thank give yourself you. a break. Yes, as you said to me at the start, when my podcast equipment wasn't working. <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> it's working it works you see nice so it's all good (laughs) thanks to daniel he's always coming to the rescue (laughs) well done daniel (laughs) oh well thank you so much for your time today it was lovely to catch up with you and to um learn more from you about all your experiences and i thank everyone for listening to us today and i look forward to speaking to you soon karen take care thanks you bye everyone Uh